Welcome backwards to Bodhi Speak. Gonna start today with the tarot card of the day, which is no thingness. The card reads Being in the gap can be disorienting and even scary. Nothing to hold on to, no sense of direction, not even a hint of what choices and possibilities might lie ahead. But it was just this state of pure potential that existed before the universe was created. All you can do now is to relax into this no-thingness, fall into the silence between the words, watch this gap between the outgoing and incoming breath, and treasure each empty moment of the experience. Something sacred is about to be born. Buddha has chosen one of the very potential words, shinyata, the English word, the English equivalent, nothingness is not such a beautiful word. That's why I would like to make it no-thingness, because the nothing is not just nothing, it is all. It is vibrant with all possibilities. It is potential, absolute potential. It is unmanifest yet, but it contains all. In the beginning is nature, in the end is nature. So why in the middle do you make such a fuss? Why in the middle becoming so worried, so anxious, so ambitious? Why create such despair? Nothingness to nothingness is the journey entirely. So I started to record this podcast, and then I realized it wasn't recording, so I'm going to pick up (laughs) where I left off there. And what this card made me think of is how quite often we feel, or rather we come to a sudden realization in our life when things fall apart. When things fall apart. What a wonderful phrase that is. Our illusions crumble. The reality of life sets in we're hit with the level of resistance that is just excruciatingly painful external external internal all directions relationships fall apart lose their jobs whatever the situation is COVID happens and suddenly the groundedness that we had been so secure and so comfortable in we suddenly realize that the earth is not earth but actually it's water metaphorically speaking and now we can't walk we are drowning oh my god we are drowning and so you know i think that this is why we can say on some level we take refuge in the buddha the dharma and the sangha you know we take we realize that we are drowning and that there is a vast ocean beneath us that is inescapable and when we experience this panic this despair this anxiety the worry that the card is referring to in the face of the abyss of our nature oh my god nothingness the void <laughs> You know, we only come in contact with that once things really fall apart. Up until then, it is just a concept. But once things crumble beneath us, once our identity crumbles on top of that, what are we left with? And that's frightening. So if we take refuge, as they say, in the Buddha, the Sangha, the Dharma, and I would like to say because I'm not a religious person, you could change that to I take refuge in... The shaman, the medicine, the community. You could change that to, I take refuge in 
my friends the path and the awakened ones, the awakened teachers of all traditions. So we can make it more universal if that makes us feel better. Nonetheless, the refuge, I think, is teaching ourselves how to swim. You know, teach us, teaching ourselves how to swim. And what's interesting just about this kind of metaphor of the abyss, you know, the lagoon, the abyss, the depth of like the black lagoon, you know, we're just going into the darkness here. Uh, I had a dream one time that I was being attacked and I ran into the ocean and I couldn't go back out and I started to drown and suddenly I was about to pass out and then I realized I could hold my, I could breathe underwater and then suddenly I experienced this 180 topsy-turvy experience where all of a sudden I was brought into this phenomenally mystical, almost uh, DMT type world of you know bliss and connection and you know the sense of welcome <laughs> i was like ah okay so you know once we just embrace the drowning because sometimes we try to swim and we can't swim and then what happens you know like there's a quote i like by hunter thompson the edge the only ones who actually know where it is have gone over it, you know, you can interpret that in many different ways, positively and negatively, but I think ultimately there's something to be said about, and we've, I've, I've spoken about this idea of like, you go too far, but there is still something there that catches you, that supports you, and, you know, when things fall apart, the book by Pema Children, she talks about the path is really just about having the courage keep moving forward and I was speaking with someone last night who was going through a relationship ending and which I think pertains to this card on some level world you know there's a sense of like being in the gap can be disorienting and frightening nothing to hold on to no sense of direction suddenly your safety net the thing that was affirming your identity your worthiness externally has fallen out and that is frightening. And that was what I was telling the person. Like, it is frightening. It is anxiety producing. Yet we have to have the courage to just move forward and move into a place of growth. And oftentimes, if you're moving into a place of growth, that's where you're going to be hit with the most resistance and the most, on some level, psychophysical not psychophysical, but psycho-emotional pain, you know, coming from the mind, the emotions, that when you're actually growing, if we're doing it consciously, you know, this is what happens, like, you know, to, no one comes into consciousness without pain, I think Carl Jung had something to say along those lines. And, however, though, what, you know, what this card is really trying to offer us, what, what the refuge of this card, or the, the treasure of the wisdom that it's trying to hold is saying that, you know, we came out of nothing, out of the void, 10,000 things were born, including us. You know, we came out of nothing. And here we are, and we're going towards nothing. And now this is important to understand, though, the nothingness here is not this nihilistic, atheistic, um, deadening place. It's the opposite of that, because what he says here in the card, the nothing is not just nothing, it is all. 
It is vibrant with all possibilities. It is potential, absolute potential. It is unmanifest yet, but it contains all. And I think this is our needs to be our meditation in the process is that, you know, we came out of this, like, you know, the condensing of the Big Bang of just like everything's condensed and just vibration and then explodes into the complexity of the universe, you know, and had to go through all these stages. And us as, as an individual, whatever that means to you, as an ego, as a self, as a physical form, you know, we are in this process of coming back to that. There's a returning, a coming, and a going, and a rising, and a falling. And we need to understand this contextualization of, of where we came from and where we are going and the inevitability of our fate and our clear meditation on that can bring us a lot of ease and a lot of serenity through difficult moments on the journey there. You know, there is nowhere to go. There is nothing to do, they say. We are already home. Where else could we go? So there needs to be this unlearning process. There needs to be this deeper acceptance into the discomfort, understanding that the discomfort, the disorientation, oftentimes that is what really is... the clear indication that we're moving more into the void because it it is it's frightening to do this to step into a place of true uncertainty you know we have this affiliation that moving out of our comfort zone exposes us to pain which in many ways is true it does but the thing is, I have found that when we when we meet that pain head on, when we expose ourselves to it, the suffering aspect that we would create ordinarily with that pain is not there or greatly diminished at least. It's like, yeah, okay, it hurts, but you know, I'm holding myself up to it. Like this is a lot of what the native traditions talk about when they say suffer ahead of time. You know, you go out and you fast, avoid contact. You know, embrace the intensity of the elements you're suffering ahead of time. But there's a purification process there. And once and when we have the the conscious, you know, the fortitude and the the will. Okay, I'm going into this. There's no need to. Be, be worried because I know that I'm going into something that's difficult and I know that no one gets out of anywhere alive we're all going to the grave and this is all this is such a fundamental aspect of of, of Buddhist practice is to consciously daily meditate on death you know what this is the meditation because we are going to die you know we are impermanent like everything else and it is our clinging to this and to that and to trying to protect and to save everything that gets us caught up in just losing the simple appreciation for the beauty and the preciousness of the moment so the practice needs to be a constant reminding remembering that you me and everyone else is going to die you can save everyone and everything i save the world save the world <laughs> but then 
the world dies. The sun gets too big and it engulfs the whole planet. Okay, so, yeah. This isn't to say we don't care. We have to participate in it with tremendous care. Maestro Manuel says that detachment is not carelessness, and I agree absolutely with that. It's, it's an important thing, and it's, it's probably a certain level of how certain spiritual people, quote-unquote, can make a bypass about something like, oh, I'm, I'm unattached, I don't care. But no, it's, it's not that you're, you don't care. It's, you care, but it's that you also have an awareness and recognition that you know the, the fate of things is inevitable, Death is inevitable. And I was watching a movie the other day, The Fountain. There's a moment where a Mayan priest says to, in this epic way, to this conquistador, death is the gateway to awe. And I, th I thought that was quite beautiful. Death is the gateway to awe. You know, death is the gateway to coming into contact with the unmanifest. And this is a good moment, I think, to really reflect on death, you know, because we have right now, we're in winter, although it's ending soon, and COVID is happening. You know, we've gone, and we're, we're coming up on one year of when the quarantine started, depending on where you were, when it happened. It's a good reflection as like, you know, what died? And what aspect of it was painful for you? And you that you didn't want to have happen, but maybe something really good came out of that. Maybe something better. Maybe that death was a necessity. Maybe that death, you know, led to a resurrection of something much better. And maybe not, but this is just, these are things to reflect on. And, you know, if not, you know, how can we still cultivate peace around that, acceptance around that, and still find joy and happiness and appreciation for the beauty of the moment as it is and happiness in the moment as it is connecting just to the breath to the simplicity of what's happening And, you know, once you really start to engage on the practice of finding peace within yourself, of finding serenity within yourself, it seems almost immediately the universe sends people your way to disrupt that, or circumstances to disrupt that. I've always approached it in the sense of, like, we have to transcend ourselves, but then there's these tests that are brought forth about okay well have you really actually worked on that have you really actually outgrown that and that's why Ram Dass says if you think you're enlightened spend a weekend with your parents <laughs> you'll find out how caught you are and this sort of brings me to this uh, next aspect of this podcast I want to talk about which was just and this is a very long discussion, so I don't know how much I'm going to get into the whole depth of it, but just the the reality of living in community, you know, there's this, I think, a misperception amongst people that have been exposed to idealistic forms of conscious, spiritually oriented communities for a limited time as to what it actually means to live in such an environment so 
you know, going to festivals is a perfect example, or going to a retreat center, you know, going on a retreat, this kind of thing. Um, just traveling in general, sometimes you can kind of get this romanticized experience of what it means to live in a community. Uh, I think you don't really know fully what it's like to be a part of it until you can't get away from it. You know, I've been living in a community now since May of 2012. It is February 2021. So we're coming up on nine years. And there's a fascinating thing that happens where you realize, I can't get away from this person or this circumstance or that situation. I can approach it from that angle and this angle and the same thing keeps happening. The same level of aggression, the same level of disrespect, the same level of a lack of listening, a lack of reciprocation. And finding that this experience triggers something in you, you know, that you're like, oh, I didn't realize that that was still there. <laughs> I thought I had outgrown that a long time ago. I took refuge in the Buddha, the Sangha, and the Dharma. <laughs> and you find yourself behaving exactly the way that you are opposed to. And that's an interesting thing to have happen. So, this is also the beauty of the community. And there was an elder of the initiatic tradition, Manuel Jose Estrada, also referred to as the elder brother of this tradition. And he said that two years in community is like 20 years of self-growth. So this is simultaneously the, the curse and the blessing of the community where we have to be confronted with these things, but simultaneously we get to confront these things. And we get to work with these things, and, you know, negatively we have to work with these things. <laughs> and what happens, I think a lot of people, they come exposed to, like, the magic of, like, the community. Because something people coming together to work together consciously, to practice together, to celebrate together, there's something is really beautiful about that. There's something totally you know, magical and liberating about that. And, and it's something that really brings a lot of light and brightness to the world. It's really something that you have to experience to fully understand it, to be, to be totally sucked out of what it is that you've been dealing with, you know, negatively speaking, and brought into just like the vibrational rapture of what the group is moving towards, assuming you're in alignment with the group and, you know, the practices is like, the level of evolutionary growth that that can provide is like, wow, you know, all of a sudden, you know, converting to being healthy, eating, healthy with eating, healthy disciplines daily, you know, um, doing service work, these things that are, are uh, recommended within all cultures and traditions becomes actually like second nature. It becomes automatic because everyone's doing it. It's just what we do. We just behave in a way that is healthy we behave in a way that's beneficial towards others and then on the flip side what you have is everyone's stuff coming up hardcore while this is happening because like i said in, in the beginning of the card as the, the card was sharing is that we experience this 
intense resistance when we start growing and evolving. That's how you know you're moving in towards that place because everything in your nervous system, in your mind, wants to cling to comfort, wants to cling to the familiar. It doesn't want to step outside of those boundaries. And so to be moving out of that is just tremendously difficult. And there, especially if you're constantly engaged in discipline and practices, you're going to find tremendous resistance within yourself towards moving in that direction. As a result, conflict, arguments, manipulation, deceit, all kinds of low-level type of things that we thought that we had transcended arise within us because we are in an environment that is not really welcoming those things, and so they have to be purged out of our system. And this is where people really start to hate you know, groups of people and communities and want to just escape the situation and move into something else and get away from it. And I can say from having lived in community for almost a decade is that everyone from the person at the bottom of the rung who just walked into the person running the, you know, the highest order of the situation feels the same way at different moments. Why am I doing this? <laughs> Why do I continue to show up when this person just yells and disrespects and they fail to understand that I don't need to be here. I'm coming here to help you and you're treating me like dog shit. Are you aware of that? I'm spelling it out for you and you're still doing it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to laugh at it because what else can I do? And, you know, this is also like, this also becomes this deep thing where, you know, daily life, because of the intensity of it, of, of all the people around all the time, you know, we start to, we go through the layers of who we are much more deep, deeper, more quickly rather. And this is a lot of like, you know, we're coming into the void at a higher rate, you could say, on some level. So I kind of see communal living as a Vajrayanic practice in and of itself, you know, depending on the community, I'm sure, on some level. And you're asked to leave a lot of things behind. You're asked to just rise up. And there's a story in the initiatic tradition where an elder comes as a new teacher to the monastery and says, okay, tomorrow, I believe they're in Mexico, we're all going to the deepest regions of the jungle in South America for eight months, perhaps longer. I can't guarantee we'll ever get back. Who's coming with me? One to two people step forward. I will come. And then he goes, okay, pack your bags tomorrow. I want everyone here to send the two of them off with me. The next day, the two of them packed their bags, and there was everybody else, and he goes, oh, we're not going to South America. I just wanted to see who would, who was willing to do it. <laughs> you know, but because this is the sort of attitude that we need to cultivate within ourselves if we're going to actually be serious about no-thingness, about this realization that we are going into the void Whatever it is that you have going on in your story, in your external life, in your practices, blah, 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 it will, you can't take it with you. Sorry. This is a path of unlearning, of unbecoming, of undoing. The same teacher, Maestro Jose, 
Manuel Estrada said, 99% of the path is unlearning. And and this is what, this card is what, what is another way of expressing this, this idea of we are being stripped of things. We're releasing ourselves of things. We're moving out of clinging and attachment and possessing and grasping and we're stepping into a place of just expansion openness surrender trust or free falling Choganam Trungpa had a wonderful thing that he said he said the bad news is you're falling the good news is there is no ground <laughs> I mean, that right there, I think, is perfect. You are falling, but there is no ground. You are not going to hit. There's nothing to hit. Even if you hit something along the way on the way down, you'll just break through. It might hurt like hell. <laughs> you almost certainly can bet that it will, but you have to keep going. There isn't really an option. So what's funny is that, you know, Pema Chodron, who is a direct student of, of Jonam Trungpa Rinpoche, you know, says, you know, we just need to have the courage to keep moving forward. And what I think is a beautiful thing, what this card is trying to express to us, you know, because there's there's levels of things. What she's expressing it from is a human place. You just have to have the courage to move forward in your life. You have to activate the willpower to move yourself out of circumstances. And at the very, if you can't just move yourself out of something, you have to at least activate the willpower to move yourself towards what it is you want to move into or away from what it is you want to move yourself away out of. If you're in an abusive relationship, you just need to have the willpower and the courage to just get out of it. At the same time, you know, nowhere to go, nothing to do, no one to be, there's no rush. We're in the beginning is nature, in the end is nature, so in the middle, why do you make so much fuss? So what we have here is this eternal... <laughs> paradox that we constantly find ourselves in with uh the path i'll just say it like that the path and this is what i found within myself if you disagree it's fine you can send me a text message or email about it which is that on the human level there's one approach on the ultimate all divine level there's an entirely different approach so on the human approach you need to have the courage and willpower to move out of it and like you know at certain moments, you need to have the cunningness. You need to have the awareness. You need to have the humility to move out of things. You need to have the power to move out of things. You different attributes at different moments depending on the circumstances. But at the same time, you are going to move out of things whether you like it or not. It's just what's happening. This is just what's happening. This is what Ram Das says in Be Here Now. It's just what's happening. This is what's happening. We are moving in and out and towards and away things all the time. Everything is changing. It's impermanent. This is the law of nature. Arising, falling, arising, and falling. And we're simultaneously involved in this dance of trying to move into something and just accepting it as it is. You know, and I, I, it's a funny process. Like, I definitely would not claim to have mastered this. It's, I've definitely have been able to master at certain moments stepping into certain things. Like, wow, being able to do things that are 
was able to travel the world. You know, I've been to over 30 countries, most of them, more than half of them, two or three times. Then other things uh, been wanting to do, and I just can't seem to figure out how to do it. <laughs> Very simple things sometimes. Would love to, um, you know, understand like more about, okay, we're in a constant dynamic here of you have to walk towards something and you have to walk away to, from something but at the same time the earth is made of water not earth everything keeps shifting sometimes we're drowning and sometimes it doesn't matter how disciplined you are because you went too far off the edge you took it too far sorry there's not really much we can say about that too bad <laughs> so don't make so much fuss about it that's what we're, we're trying to recommend to you stop fussing about it can you just accept the moment as it is in all of its discomforts experience that there's a teaching in that there's a teaching in that person that treats you like shit there's a teaching for you maybe the teaching is just stop reacting or maybe the teaching is assert yourself and stand up to the person now we find ourselves in a tricky territory because maybe you're really too far to one end of the spectrum than the other maybe you're the type of person that's really really passive and you're like eh. but deep down inside you're like i'm really fed up with this or maybe you're just really passive and you're not fed up with it but if you don't assert yourself then these circumstances will be continually sent to you from the universe to awaken you out of this passivity because it's important that we take a stand for something at certain moments the universe requires that we have a spine you know when in the Tao, it says be like water and that's true you should be like water but the Tao is also deeply connected with martial arts and you use their opponent's momentum against them meaning there's a moment to strike back water is not just sitting there passively i mean sometimes you know if we mistreat the waters they flood tsunamis happen torrential rainstorms i mean the element of water is as dynamic and powerful and transformative as fire in many ways so it's important to you know to understand the dynamic complexity of how we're act acting within our relationships i was talking about this the other day with the last podcast of relationships are what we are you know perhaps we're not even just ourselves we are our relationships what constitutes you is not you but your relationship with everything else that i think is a really beautiful way to look at it on some level from a more poetic place just because you know you say i'm jerry okay well how do we know what jerry is we know what jerry is because in relationship because to everything else <laughs> so we are our relationships so we have to understand why certain people and circumstances and events are arising for instance, if you do something incorrectly and someone gets upset at you, yeah, okay, cause and effect. I, do, I should have put 
the thing there as opposed to in the opposite place and now the person's upset but you could look at it on a more deeper level of like why am i pitted with someone who responds to simple small things that could be easily fixed with tremendous anger and rage or why am i pitted with someone that responds to simple and small things with you know respectful and uh, temperate nature these are important just things to meditate about not like you can ever answer the question intellectually but just to understand it from experientially within yourself from a meditative and action perspective as to like you know what's happening within me that is partially responsible for manifesting these circumstances and these people and these events what is it within me that i'm working on that i'm becoming more aware of more conscious and more uh involved in less in my shadow that the universe is trying to help draw out you know or you could look at it from like karmically why am i bound with this person what is the karma here what it in like that's a really mystical way but you could just simply say what is what is it that the the relationship is fixed in and what can it be what's the highest expression of that what can it be transformed into that's a good approach to it because if you're stuck with someone or something because we're all stuck with something or someone in some situation somehow at some point it's just the way it is what's wise to do is to look what is going to be the highest level i can take this dynamic to what is going to be the most powerful expression of this interaction even if it's painful especially if it's painful you know i like to say to people be grateful for everyone and everything and every person, especially that person, especially for that person. They're teaching you something more apparent than the ordinary, less important interaction that you experience, less significant, less eye-popping interactions. They are important, but they're not, they're not revealing as much to you as the person who is totally unhinged, for instance, that you have to deal with. So, you know, part of increasing your immunity is exposing yourself to things. And it can be exposing yourself to a... I mean, a vaccine, is my, my understanding, essentially is a weakened form, oftentimes, of a virus. I don't know if that's the case for every vaccine. I don't want to get into that conversation, but... I believe oftentimes it's a weakened form of something that you can your body easily can overtake and then it cultivates the antibodies so it comes strong. You expose yourself to cold water because it strengthens the nervous system and the immune response and other aspects of your system. So you're exposing yourself to things consciously because there is a res an activating response network in your system that is extremely strong that is from hundreds of thousands of years of cultivation of the human species that you carry and we forget this no oh, i don't want to deal with that it's uncomfortable that water is too cold <laughs> so exposing ourselves to things you know this helps us reveal who we more deeply are and this is the value of community is that you can't get away from certain people, places, circumstances, and situations. 
And it's also what's also valuable about, you know, being confined, because this is really what the meditation about is about. It's like confinement at this moment in time is an important theme because of COVID, right? It's just, it's, there's a certain, even if you're out doing your thing, you're wearing a mask probably. Your face is, com- is confined. And if, you know, I was working in the basement with people from our community the other day, and what's interesting is ordinarily I don't have to wear a mask here because all of us are quarantining. But if I'm in the basement, I have to wear a mask. And suddenly, um, you know, you realize how much we communicate just through our the lower half of our face, through smiling, through muscle inflection. There's a lot of like hid, not hidden, but like ba- background communication that occurs that actually influences interactions deeply it, it's in i would say a parallel situation to how when we text message someone can send you a text message and you can be oh my god why, why are they talking to me like that and then later on you realize it's just because it's written <laughs> there's a lot that comes through with vocal inflection that we miss and so this idea of even even with COVID, even if you're living your life normally, your your certain level of your communication is confined and constricted in a certain way, and we're forced into something. What is happening? Why are we forced into this? The universe is trying to get us to integrate an aspect of our shadow side of our psyche. There's something within us about the way we relate to ourselves and others that in a very deep level needs to get shifted into something else. I've heard Maestro Manuel of the initiatic tradition say that what happened is that we needed some space from each other, just too much, too much up in each other's face, and we weren't moving in the right way, so the spirit says, sorry, you guys need some space. That's what needed to happen. And simultaneously, there's, you know, the energy, astrologically speaking, of we're in a period where the planet of Saturn is in the sign of Aquarius, which is a lot of, like, air, free thought, free expression, humanitarian principles. So we see a lot of communication, interaction forced into technology and through the internet. I think this is very interesting. This is happening right now. Not coincidental, also. And... What I'm, what I, the meditation here on is when we find ourselves in a confined space, in a constraint, limit, we're limited in some respect. What is it that we need to shift within ourselves? That we need to activate within ourselves to empower ourselves to transform those limitations into a discipline that opens us up more deeply you know so a a, a good example of this i think a perfect example this is the fishing quest where traditionally what you do is you get a string of tobacco prayers and it's very small it's not really much bigger than a 12 by 12 room maybe depending depends on you know how much you space them out you space little pouches of tobacco on a string around and you stay in that circle for four days no food no water no talking 
stay in the elements, depending on the tradition. Some traditions give you a little bit more comfort than others. I have a friend who did one in Arizona, and he did it out in the desert with no shade, and he's white, and he burned like crazy, and he just got burned. And then it rained, he just got rained on. Got cold, he just got really, really cold. You know, you're just exposed to the elements there fully. And you can either take that as like, wow, that sounds hellish. You know, that sounds like a prison sentence. You're just in a prison cell, a prison cell of your tobacco prayers in the forest. Or you can use it as an opportunity to turn very deeply inwards and begin to experience that this no-thingness, as the card was talking about in the beginning, this nothingness, it's there within us from the start. And that there, as it says, it's vibratory, it's the all, it's ultimate potential. Everything is there, it's the absolute. It's no thing because it hasn't been, you know, materialized into one of 10,000 things yet, but... We can use the confinement as an opportunity and as a teacher to push us more deeply inwards into a place that ultimately we are going to and that we are seeking without realizing, even if we there's a part of ourselves that's trying to avoid it. We can use it as an opportunity to just step into a replenishing, a release. You know, the ground is made of not earth but water there's something very healing about going in the ocean about going in the lake there's something about it I think that triggers something about going back into the womb we're back into the we can feel the connection So confinement can either be a blessing or a curse. And confinement can come in many shapes and forms. It can come in the form of a mask. It can come in the form of difficult relationships. It can come in the form of physical limitations, your health, all kinds of things. There's no limit to what can limit you. <laughs> so our mission is to not fuss and to make peace with that. And to bring more consciousness and awareness and understanding to why it is that we resist, why it is that we struggle, what aspects of ourselves have we pushed away because they're socially unacceptable, we've been conditioned by society, by traumatic experiences of the past, that there's something that we don't want to do about this. How can we take the most difficult situation and empower ourselves from it? You know, this I think also is like what it means to be a spiritual warrior. It's like, yeah, it is difficult. It hurts a lot of ways. But I'm going to open myself up to it more. I'm going to make myself more exposed to it the only way out is through you know right now humanity we're in the birth canal 
<laughs> Weird. Like, this is definitely the stage of the birth canal. <laughs> you know, I think that, uh, I think COVID was definitely like the, uh, the water broke. <laughs> All right. Sorry, guys. We're being born into something else right now. So how can we approach this as medicine? Welcome the transformation. So wish you all a very peaceful journey back home to the void. May you find blessings in all of your restrictions to all our relations. Oh, shh, oh,